This is the weekly sales meeting for September 3rd, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, if you have a hundred problems. Sales trainer and speaker Brian Tracy is credited with the phrase, if you have a hundred problems and one of them is sales, you only have one problem. The quote suggests that sales is one of the most important aspects of running a business. If a business is struggling with sales, it should be a top priority to fix the issue. While Brian Tracy may be credited with the phrase, it is possible that others have said similar things. This sentiment is common in the business world. Sales is a critical component of a successful business. If a business is struggling with sales, it needs to focus on fixing that one issue to succeed. The next five hires should be in the sales department. Incentivize the behavior you want. If selling is the desired behavior, incentivize that action. And never have more accountants than salespeople. Other business leaders and entrepreneurs may have expressed similar ideas. American entrepreneur and investor Mark Cuban says sales cures all. As I like to tell my brothers whenever they ask, which it never, nothing happens until somebody sells something. I didn't create that sentiment. It came from advertising executive Red Motley. Author and sales trainer Tom Hopkins said, if you're not selling, you're not surviving. So how important are sales to every one of our operations? It should be job one. There should never be an argument about what is important. Without the act of selling, there is no success. There is no survival. We should be doing everything in our power to generate high performance in the sales department. There are many ways to be successful in the sales profession. One thing is certain, if there is no focus on it, it will not happen by osmosis. Gone are the days of sitting by the fax machine with a catcher's mitt waiting for the orders to come in on Friday morning. I'm not sure I ever saw that, but plenty of people have told me about it. Business as usual will not get it done either. Every day there are new entrants to the marketplace, and there is only so much money to go around. If we are going to get our fair share or unfair share, we have to go and make that happen. Sitting and waiting for manna to drop into our lap is a pipe dream. It is our responsibility to go and get it. No amount of voodoo or pixie dust is going to make it magically appear. Every shortcut in the world will not help. It is the ones that put in the work that have the most success. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I promise no shortcuts. I would recommend you don't chase them either, Don Quixote. Here are some basic paths to higher sales results. They all require work. Focus on your most profitable products or services. Identify the products or services that generate the most revenue. Identify the products or services that generate the most profit for your business. Concentrate your sales efforts on promoting and selling these offerings, especially the ones that have a track record of success and a loyal fan base of purchasers. Don't chase fads. Expand the universe of raving fans that use your most popular products. Increase your level of contact. This might mean investing in outreach and marketing activities. Expand your universe. Use some of the tools at your disposal. Use social media, external advertising, email marketing, and networking. I have often wondered why most media companies don't have both an advertising sales booth and a recruitment booth at all of their events. That is when people are seeing us at our best. Every media outlet should have an inbound marketing program for lead generation. Set up a website with advertising information promoted on every property you have. 
When you get a lead, call them immediately. Respond in a timely manner. Create a referral program for existing customers to send you more leads. Offer an incentive for non-sales employees to generate sales leads. If sales are the only problem, make everyone responsible for helping solve this issue. The goal should be to fill the pipeline with qualified leads for your sellers. Develop an outbound marketing newsletter. Don't fill it with propaganda about your company. Fill it with success stories about your customers and what they are doing to achieve it. These things are not hard to create. The content already exists, and there are plenty of platforms to produce these elements at minimal or no cost. What is lacking is effort. While we are looking at adding prospects to our sales process, it could be time to look at the process itself. I have often stated every company should be forced to do business with itself to see how difficult it is to do business with you. In doing so, it may reveal areas where we can make improvements. It can identify opportunities for efficiency. Can it streamline the funneling process? Are there areas where our team needs more training? Do we need more personal contact between the close and when the customer airs the first message? Are there times of the year when promotions might be more effective? Are there incentives we can put in place to get more long-term business? What are they and what are the short and long-term implications of putting them in motion? Finally, what are the cross-selling, upselling, and depth of assortment opportunities? Are they available for every customer? Can we take the McDonald's supersize approach? How about the Amazon, people who bought this, also bought this approach? Or the Kroger approach, which is what else is available at checkout for each customer? Remember, new business development is not only finding new customers, but it is also finding new opportunities for your customers to do business with you. It is expanding what your current clients do. They already know you and trust you. Why would you not offer them more opportunities to do more business with you? You are doing them a disservice if you are not offering other chances. But don't do this as an information dump. Don't throw up on your customers. Do it as a strategic recommendation based on customer needs. Growing the sales department requires a strategic plan. Before you get to tactical deployment, create the strategy first. As former ITT executive Harold Janine stated, you read a book left to right. You run a business backward. You determine what you want and identify the steps needed to get there. We tend to chase the results without the strategy. We pound on the desk and say, we need more sales. And then we wing it. We don't have a strategic plan, and the reason is by the time the pound on the desk action happens, we are too far behind the eight ball to implement the strategy. The strategy takes time to develop and execute. It is not a quick fix solution. In my last job, I took over such an operation. It was a ready, fire, aim sales department. It was run by the business department. I told the owner it would take me three years to fix it. It took it 10 years to get that screwed up. I couldn't change it overnight. It would take a new strategy and a new way of doing business to correct it. I also told them, if you are not committed to this strategy, don't hire me. I am honest and direct about what I can and can't do. You can continue doing what you were doing without me. In fact, you don't need me to do that. My way takes commitment, discipline, and a long-term mindset. I can fix it, but I can't work miracles. Turns out, that is not what they wanted. They wanted to continue to do business as usual, but get the higher revenue I offered. But that is not how it works. If you want to command a higher value for your product, you have to stop giving it away to the lowest bidder. Doing what is right has to be the arbiter of good. You can't continue to rail against rate integrity and cave on rate when you meet resistance. Both cannot exist. It is time to look under the hood at most sales departments and uncover our internal working. 
Are they in concert with the current environment, or are they more prepared to fight for business in the 1980s? Do we understand our customers and our customers' needs? Have our customers' needs changed? I dare say they have not. It is still about driving more customer purchases. Now, what may have changed is what our customers believe is the best method to drive customer engagement. The fact is, most don't know. They hear about all these other options and read about these online tools they could be using. Most don't know how they work or how to use them, let alone use them with effectiveness. They hear about the shiny new toy and want to use it. And it's likely because they aren't hearing from us what they could be doing and what is most effective. Take a minute with your team and work on understanding your target customer. Outline their needs. Understand what the main driver is for increasing sales. Ask some customers pointed questions about what they are doing and more importantly, why they are doing it. The answers may surprise you. The answers may surprise them also. Understanding customer behavior will go a long way to aligning the goals. That is the goals of both our team and our customers operation. While we are looking at processes, can we discuss compensation plans for new hires? Is someone going to work for low wages in a sales position without a plan for their own success? Too many commission plans incentivize internal cost-saving measures rather than external sales growth. If you want digital sales to grow, you have to pay to have that happen. If you are commissioning digital at a lower rate, it will grow at a lower rate. A good salesperson knows how to work a commission plan, and that is what most corner office commission plan designers do not take into account. The old adage is what gets measured gets done, but I'm also here to tell you what gets commissioned gets more attention. Let's change our mindset on this. Commission plans are not cost-saving measures. We may want to start looking at them as revenue-generating opportunities. Let's be sure we are incentivizing the right behaviors for future growth. What about training and development? It is not a surprise to you that I put a large emphasis on training sellers. My sales meetings are a lot like what you read from me. I cover training topics based on what is happening in my sales department. If it is happening to one or two of our sellers, it is happening to a lot more than that. Some won't speak up and ask for help, but it is our responsibility to help train our people, to prepare them for what they will encounter each week. If you are not getting advanced training in your sales meeting, bring in some outside help, and I am available for a fee. If you have 100 problems and one of them is sales, you only have one problem. So let's attack that problem. It is important to approach it with a realistic and strategic mindset. Put the emphasis on the right syllable. Don't give it lip service. Make a plan. Put it in motion. Focus on the most profitable products. Expand your sphere of influence and outreach circle. Open more sales channels to have them all working for you. Improve your internal process so it is easy to do business with you. Be promotionally active. Incentivize your customers to make long-term commitments. Those incentives don't have to involve discounting. Have a solid strategic plan for growth. Be disciplined. Monitor and track progress. Don't abandon the plan at the first sign of stress. If you need it, ask for help. Soon, you will see all your problems are reduced by one. Sales will no longer be the issue. My new book, 52 Weekly Sales Meetings, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.